0: Salutations and shit guys welcome back to another episode of travel and shit your new favorite travel podcast where I your host D Carrie, have more of a conversation about the experiences of travel versus the um, destination so it's not this isn't a review podcast if you're new this is more of a conversation about um, experiences and uh, uh, appeal opinions because Maybe that's what we have here, right? Opinions on, um, travel. So, um, I'm trying to think, I had a couple, I have, I know I had an announcement, but it's total, oh, merch, there is merch. A couple of you have expressed, uh, interest. Those of you that follow on the Instagrams, uh, some of you have hit me up. What's up, Jay? Um, if you're interested in T-shirts, there's totes. I got a tote bag over here. Um, this is actually the really nice one, the canvas. Let me uh, if I can get out the chair so that you guys can clearly see. So, if you're listening, um, you didn't obviously see it. Um, there is a. Uh, plenty of merch i've got totes i've got socks i've got um and by totes i mean tote bags i've got t-shirts um mugs to this shit there all right so if you're interested um go to travel or you can go to my instagram um underscore d-c-a-r-r-i-e or t-r-a-v-e-l the letter n sh underscore t either those uh instagram accounts and um get you uh whatever the fuck your heart desires um so leo season is upon us and uh the kid's birthday is in two weeks and i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do but i i want to celebrate but not celebrate like by doing stuff because covid but um i would love to maybe um Do something interesting. So if you have any suggestions, hit me up. Let me know. Open to uh, that stuff. Um, So that's pretty much it at this point. I'm going to just jump into this week's episode because... And I want to say, I have no idea why this was on my mind so heavy, but it kept coming to me, right? So for those of us that travel and do... Experiences when we travel, right? Now, I don't want to say that this happens differently in the sense where, because there's travel and then there's vacation, right? I absolutely believe that there's a difference between traveling and vacationing. The two oftentimes can coexist, like when you vacation, you travel, right? But I think that there's a certain awareness that travelers, if you will, air quotes there, have that is a little bit different than a vacationer. I feel like a vacationer is going to just relax and luxuriate and kind of be uh, waited on or tended to, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, however, a traveler, I believe, in my experience and in the experience of the majority of the people that I've spoken with, travelers do the fucking most, and not the most in a condescending way or not the most in a, you should sit down and relax kind of way but in a in the moment living in the experience and getting out and adventure adventure me in the words okay i'm fucking tired y'all um adventuring and being naturally curious and exploring and doing things that we've never done many times uh those of us travelers of color specifically black travelers are often um, met with a response from our friends and family uh to some of the excursions or activities we may do as a little outlandish or a little to the left, and we'll often hear oh that's some white people shit and for a minute, I wanted to be like there's no there's no such thing as white people shit. But black folk, we know that there absolutely is because there are just certain things that are a bit outlandish and a little left that we, and by we, I mean those of us with sense, would never do. Now, I don't mean that in the sense of adventure and um, excursions per se, but there's a whole different type of lifestyle where people just do some really just stupid shit. Now, I'm not talking about adventurous things like you would see on, uh, what was that show on MTV? Um, ridiculousness and stuff like that. That's not where I'm going with it. I'm talking about, to me, standard, basic, run-of-the-mill experiences that everybody should be open-minded enough to try if they want to try something that's, uh, exciting. And by those things, I mean skydiving, bungee jumping, um, just Activities that are often done when we travel, so I was thinking back on some of the uh trips that I've taken, and I didn't have to dig far before I came up with some really <laughs> ridiculous i don't want to say ridiculous but some experiences or things that I've done that I've often gotten the that's some white people shit response to and one of the things that comes to mind. The most, not the most, but it came to mind first only because this same time last year, I was actually doing it. So the thing that, and I feel that generally things that get met with the that's some white people shit um, response is things that scare us. Things that are kind of outside of the typical experience of a vacation vacation. And I hmm, I wanna kind of not dance well, you know what, fuck it, let's not even dance with uh kick gloves or um you know ballet shoes on. We're gonna put the hard bottom tap shoes on with this hoe. So a lot of times people vacation and do the real relaxing things or they might do um like jet skiing or they might do stuff that you see consistently, right? But there are some of us that kind of step off to the left and do that was my right, but you might be seeing it as the left. I don't know how the recording is appearing to you, but I'm aware of my left, my right. The um the major and I also wanna I have a couple people in mind for like a follow up episode to this because I've come across quite a few people that um have done some really adventurous things while they travel and then in their normal lives as well. And I kind of wanted to hold off because I got a really good response from a lot of you guys on social media. And I want to share a couple of of them with you guys today, the responses that I got on uh, Facebook. But um, still that to say that I, in follow up to this, I would really love to hear from some of you guys who have seen or experienced some of these um, kind of more fun or less than standard or, other than typical experiences and, um, share with me what you guys have done and possibly, um, some people that you would want to hear from who've done things that are really exciting to you. But back to my experience, uh, this time last year I was in Bali and one of the experiences, one of the, um, activities that I booked that scared me the absolute most was swimming with the mantas. So, um, Mantas apparently are these huge-ass stingray-looking things in the middle of the ocean. And I, believe it or not, um, am terrified of open water. But I still manage to find a way of just jumping into the ocean when I'm overseas. I wouldn't do that here in these United States. You would not find me, uh, you know, at Jones Beach. In water past my bosom. But. um, Give me a fucking island. And I'll jump off somebody's boat. So this time last year. I had indeed jumped off. Somebody's boat. And it was supposed to be swimming with the stingrays. And the whole time. I was scared. Like I ended up doing it towards the end of my trip. I want to say it was the last day. Or the day before I left actually. Which is in my mind the last day. Because um, it's the last day to do shit. But. I was afraid when I booked it, and I was afraid when I did it, and it was, it turned out sadly to just really be a snorkeling ex- snorkeling experience, um, because unfortunately, um, the water was too choppy. Like the water wasn't safe enough for us to. I get. I don't want to not dock because we weren't at a dock. Um, I don't know what it's called when you just stop anchor maybe it was um the water was t- it was doing too much for us to stop at the destin- at the different stop like there was supposed to be a couple of different places where we could have stopped to do the um swim but it wasn't available to us because of the weather all that being said um i don't i feel like low key my fear kind of like kept me from doing it somehow like i unmanifested that but um i still had a great fucking time regardless right and it turned out to be one of the best snorkeling experiences that I had. I ended up seeing such amazing shit in the middle of the ocean. The water was really clear. Um, I tried to get some pictures. Because uh, I put my. I kept my. Like a burner phone. Like my. I think I have like an iPhone 6. That I'll travel with. And I put it in one of them Ziploc pouches. Because if the bitch gets wet. And if it dies. I'm over it. Because I have another phone. Like a phone that I actually use in my normal life. But. um, And what was scary. The scariest part about that for me was when the current got really um, strong. And um, I was, it was still seemingly in the middle, like we were in the middle of the ocean, but not, it was far enough from the shore that you couldn't really see the shore. But the, there was coral, like there was a reef, a barrier reef right underneath us. So, I was af- like when you're looking down with the I guess the snorkel mask, um for me in my experience, it's kind of like a pair of glasses, so I couldn't really tell how far the shit was from me and I was wildly afraid of like banging my knee or hitting myself on the coral cuz for some reason I don't know how true or not it is, I was afraid that I would cut myself and then of course, if I cut myself, then I'm going to bleed and then I was just like, fuck that. That's going to attract all the sharks. And then I'm going to fucking die in the middle of this ocean, right? So I d- also didn't want to stand on the reef because I know that the reefs are, um, you know, really sensitive at this point, And they're going extinct in a lot of areas because global warming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't want to stand on it. But at the same time, the current keeps like I'm trying to swim to like avoid it. And it like I couldn't swim against the current so I ended up having to like stand on it and it was really scary because I was far enough away from everybody else that I couldn't like nobody could really help me at that point like I couldn't really I wasn't far enough that I couldn't see other people but I was far enough that if I were going under that'd be it like niggas wasn't coming to save me like it was a dub for the kid but I'm here so clearly I lived through it right but that shit was scary I um, I probably would do it again just because there's something about traveling that I thoroughly and absolutely love doing things that scare me. So that was the first thing. And I started with that because it's like the one-year anniversary of it, right? Um, the next thing that I have on the list is swimming with the seals in Peru. So again, we took a boat maybe an hour or so from shore i don't know how far we were because there's this like whole kind of we passed this jail that had this really cool history we go past we go through like two um there were two like islands next to each other and like once we got through there that was more like open ocean like more open water kind of thing which Again, you're on this relatively when you any anything you're on in my peer in my um, opinion, other than a cruise ship feels even a cruise ship I would assume, but I I guess your personal size compared to the ship it doesn't feel as small, but when you're on a boat in the middle of the fucking ocean, you feel so it. When I say you, I mean me. Felt so insignificant. I don't think people appreciate how powerful water itself is. Like the ocean is such a fucking force. Like it is, it can, I, it's just one of those things where I honor and respect the power that is the ocean. And then there's the whole everything that lives under that hoe. And you don't know what's under there. There's so much. I don't know what the percentage is. I don't know what the um, exact statistics are. But there is still so much about certain depths of the sea that we don't know anything about. Like, I feel like we know. um, Don't quote me on this. So don't write this in any essays if you're doing something for schools. But I feel like we know more about space than we do about all the things in the ocean. Um, We know a lot about both. But there's still so much that we haven't been able to reach to figure out. And that's on our planet that we live on, right? And that's just incredibly interesting to me. All that being said, yeah, so the kid jumped off a fucking boat into the ocean, like right next to this island of seals. And when I say an island of seals, it was literally a huge, it was an island with just nothing but seals, like just seals yelling and doing these weird, it they sound ridiculous, and it you don't consider that seals um, are animals, they're mammals, and they eat, sleep, shit, pee, and everything in one spot. When I tell you I got so sick the next two days, I did. I don't think I did shit the um the rest of my time in Peru just because I felt like trash, and I was. I knew it really wasn't the weather, but then it clicked that I had basically <laughs> basically ingested all of this fucking seal excrement. Because you watch it slide off the fucking rocks, like, into the ocean. And I'm in the ocean just like, you know what I mean? Breathing in the water that you don't fucking do on purpose, but it's happening because it's, it's just it just fucking happens, right? I'm no fucking Olympic swimmer, so... A nigga was struggling a bit. Also, did you know there's a right, like you're supposed to also step into your uh what the vest that you wear? Um, the lifesaver vest or oh, I forgot what it's called, but I feel like it's the lifesaver vest. I don't one of y'all on the live correct me if you're paying attention. But um the the thing that you put on so that you don't drown. Apparently I didn't step into it so because I'm small and I guess their average size or like one fits all, one size fits all, it was like it kept riding up on me. So the vest was like up here at my ears. And it's really hard to just kind of control how much of yourself. It, it's really hard for me to get my bearings in the water. So I had a really difficult time pulling my shit together. And the the guide basically grabbed me by the back of the vest and like swam me closer to the Island. Appreciate him. And you like, then we had to kind of just turn our backs. You just sit. Basically you hold your feet up And the seals are really apparently naturally curious creatures. So they do this, like they just swim up to you. And so they're like little puppies. It's just like they're curious. They come closer. They come closer. And they get to you. And then they just kind of like poke their heads up. And they're looking at you. And they kind of just sniff the air. And then they just disappear under the water. And then some of them pop up. And then like they'll, it was so fucking cool to be so close to these animals. It's like generally you only see them at aquariums or you see them, uh, in zoos and shit like that, and here you are surrounded by thousands of them. Thousands of them. I'm not even exaggerating when I tell you thousands. So I post a video on um, the YouTube, and I always tell y'all when I talk about it on the podcast that I'll post it again so that you can see it, and generally I don't because social media is quite the struggle for me. But one of my favorite uh, church songs, I don't know if Courtney's still in here, but is. Please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Okay. So I'm working on it, y'all. One of y'all remind me if you're so interested and inclined to want to see said footage, but it was one of the best fucking experiences I have had while traveling. And again, the things I've enjoyed the most have generally been the shit I was most afraid to do. And it's, so, since you're doing it with a group, you don't really have time to give into your fear, per se. So, what was really cool, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Courtney. I ain't singing shit. You ain't embarrassing me on my own goddamn show. <laughs> Courtney's one of my best friends. And although Courtney can sing her ass off, I cannot. Um, happy belated birthday to um, best friend. She um, is the. Second in uh, the trio, the OG trio of best friends that are turning 35 this year. My birthday is next Friday. And um, I love birthdays. So I'm super excited. But, um, yeah, so there's, like, a, the guys telling you, all right, so once you get ready to go, like, don't hesitate. Because there's, like, other people waiting to get into the water. And I want us all to stay together. And we don't have time for you to spend three minutes deciding whether or not you're actually going to go. So if you're going to go fucking go. If not, stay ass on the boat. And if you don't go when we go, you can't go kind of afterwards. So, it is what the fuck it is. So, that kind of pressure sometimes is necessary because it was just a matter. I think I was actually the last person to jump in. There may have been like one person after me. I don't know. And I actually was the only black person on this entire boat. I want to say there was um, maybe Ten rows of two, so maybe 20 of us on there. I don't think there were more than 25, no less than, like, 13 or so. And I want to say only half of us probably um, did the actual jump. Like, only half of us got in the water. Shout out, I want to say her name is Tessa. Um, or she at least reminded me of this girl um, from college that I went to school with i just said that's going to college with right but she either her name was tessa or she reminded me of tessa but she let me use her um she scuba dives i mean she yeah she scuba dives so she had this case that you put your iphone in like your cell phone in so that you can get it completely like it'll go underwater it's like protects your shit for a certain depth and all that other kind of shit so this was before i'd gotten the gopro and so I was able to get really great footage and the, the guide guy that took us out into the water, he actually took it and got even better footage for me because I was already struggling to stay my ass like without turning over because the life, the life vest, that's what I was looking for. The life vest kept trying to like flip me over some weird way. I don't know. It was like some weird, I don't fucking know. But anyway, so that seal shit is I, so much fucking fun. So much fun. So I did the swim with seals. Um, another point on my uh, white folk shit that I have thoroughly fucking enjoyed is cold weather travel. I don't know about the rest of y'all black folks, but niggas hate the cold. Give us something like mid-level. Give Give us fall. Give us spring. Give us summer. Fuck the winter. I don't know. I've never met and heard of a black person that loves winter. I know we out here cause we are not a monolith. That is not what I mean. But what I am is saying is black folks aren't known to be the ones that are going on. Um, now, Oh, let me not get. Let, let me reel it back. Black folks are good for a motherfucking ski trip and just not really skiing. Um, I've always avoided those uh, ski trips. Um, I'm not shading or judging any of y'all who did not. Avoid said ski trips. But um, my cold weather travel in, uh, included lots of hiking. And I feel like black folks are being more included in the hiking conversation. Um, I think that I've gone on a hike in probably 20 of the 25 countries. I think I've been 23, between 23 and 25. I don't know. Like I had to start a list and I don't, I feel like I left something off, but I don't remember. But all that being said, I've gone on hikes in at least 85 to 90% of the trips that I've been on. Again, I don't think that I've ever had other black people on the hikes, actually. I've run into plenty of other black people on my travels. I've um, done tons of experiences with other black people. But in terms of the um, excursions and activities like the outdoorship, I I honestly don't run into that many other Black folks um, in Cuba. Uh, when I met uh, Kevin, I want to say Kevin is episode four non binary non binary travel. That's absolutely one of my favorite episodes that we've done really early on. Um, uh, I want to say I think Kevin at one point said that he identifies as Black. Um, I want to he's Dominican, and I am never one to ever try to uh, tell someone else how they should identify. I wouldn't look at Kevin and say that he's black, but I don't know what his experience is. Um, I know that he grew up with um, a lot of Afro-Latinas and Latinos in his family. And so for him in the conversation we had, that was uh, the direction that he was going. Uh, And they also had um, a black friend with them. Um, I don't remember her name. But um, other than that, that I want to say of the outdoor shit I've done, only black person I've run into. Um, but cold weather, I had some of the best fucking hikes, I the best experiences up in Alberta. I went with my homegirl, Sarita. And um, Sarita, what, what are you, Chris? I think Chris is, she's Spanish. I don't want to say... Um, I'm to say she's Ecuadorian and Puerto Rican, I think. I don't know, but she's not black. And my other hiking friend, uh, Tanya, she – Tanya, what are you? I think you're Puerto Rican. So, again, not, not another black hiking friend, but still, women of color. We enjoy the, the fucking hikes. We hike all the time. We go to breweries, have a good-ass fucking time. Um, but on this trip, when I tell you I've seen some of the best – the most beautiful landscapes and scenery that I've ever, ever experienced. There's something about seeing glaciers and mountains. I personally have a really difficult time telling the difference. Um, Apparently, the glaciers, of course, look blue in the right light, Um, but we did a lot of driving, so there was, you know, not always time to be able to def to differentiate between the two but um yeah don't didn't see any black faces that whole i might have been able to see i think i might have seen five black people in the entire city the entire week we were there and i think we were there from tuesday to sunday i want to say yeah i want to say give or take tuesday or sunday because chris will do an entire um hey tito an entire um, week in a destination. But we did a lot of different areas up in Canada. So we did Alberta. We got over to uh, British Columbia. Um, and we did, um, I want to say we were in one, like while we were in Alberta, we were in Banff. We were in Calgary. We were in, um, like we did, where else did we do? We did Lake Louise, Pito, Emerald Lake, um, Yolo National Park. We did a lot of shopping. I remember we did one, um, I think we might have done two trips where we were with like a tour company. Everything else we kind of winged it and we just kind of took ourselves, like we drove ourselves. Like you could go to a lot of the parks, park up, and experience the park at your own time. But um, yeah, didn't see any of the black people most of that trip. Might have seen a handful the entire week that we were there, but my black ass had a great fucking time and cold weather. I don't enjoy cold weather, but it was something a little different about, um, something a little different about the cold up there. It's not as wet for some reason. And also we were moving around. Like we did a lot of hiking. So as long as uh, we were layered up, like you didn't need a coat, um, so I have like a, a small pack, like one of those packable coats. I think I spent like $100 for some shit that I could, um, from like Macy's. And it's my travel winter coat, if you will. And the bitch is warm. It's not going to, I mean, you can't sleep outside in and, and the snow in it, but you layer yourself up well enough. You put on a hat and some gloves and I've been comfortable in uh, all the different places that I've been. You just have to know how to layer. Layers are absolutely important if you're going to do cold weather. I also did um, a couple different European countries in the cold weather, and between that coat, and I think I would bought a really cute – I wanted something cute also to wear out there. Um, and so I had a coat on top of it, and I was warm as fuck in Norway. Almost lost a toe because my feet were cold as fuck. I think I said last week or a couple weeks before – I don't give a fuck how high the percentage of wool is in your socks, 100% wool. Still, you're going to need more than one pair of socks. Um, Or, But I had um, a decent pair of boots, uh, but I guess the boots also weren't lined enough. But, um, yeah, do not forget to take care of your feet if you're doing cold weather uh, destinations as well. And by take care of your feet, I mean make sure that you have – layers for your feet or you have appropriately lined or uh, weather appropriate footwear. Like you're not going to just wear a pair of sneakers and some socks and be okay. It's not happening. Um, that being said, we had a really great time. I saw some really, really, really beautiful views. And I, that's also, that's one of my top five trips. Alberta is an easy top five trip. Um, And another thing that I feel that is kind of not on the short list of things to do for uh, Black folk, typically, like in a stereotypical sense, because for the most part, like I said before, in terms of travel and experiences, other than like ridiculously stupid shit that we would see, like the ridiculousness and um, punked, and what was the other Um, jackass? That's the show I was thinking of. that's white people shit. I don't give a fuck. That's what that's white people shit. Hiking, tubing, skiing, snowboarding, that's not. That's everybody's shit. However, it's just that black folks are not highly portrayed. We are not in the marketing material. We're not in the um the the group of people that are uh pushed and have these experiences targeted and uh directed to so uh you don't necessarily see us in these experiences because it's not something that is um it's not a space that necessarily was crafted for us but we all know black folks will put themselves wherever we want to be because we do and truly belong everywhere we're as um deserving of experiences that stretch us and um, entertain us as everybody else. But the next thing on the list is eating exotic foods. And by exotic, I just mean, well, not I just mean, but in this sense, I um, mean termites. So in good old Costa Rica, one of the best trips, one of the best excursions I had was I went to Turubari. It's a national park. I forgot the exact city. I stayed in San is it San Juan or San Jose. I want to say it's like San Jose. I stayed in the capital of Costa Rica, so I didn't go too far out. I actually do want to go back to Costa Rica and go, I want to say it's like south on the island. I want to say it's like four-hour bus ride or a four-hour drive from the airport. I know it's far as fuck um, from the center and they've got like black sand beaches and there's supposed to be a lot of, um, I want to say there's a, at the, this was a couple years ago I'd heard about it, but there was a black owned resort, like a wellness resort and retreat out there that I absolutely would love to visit. But um, that's on, sorry, that's the chair that's on um, the medium sized list of things that I want to do because I've said before that I don't really like, um, the idea of revisiting places that I've been before just because there's so much in the world that I want to see that I kind of don't want to just I don't want to go back other places um but I went to Turubari and there there's a package where you can choose three different things in the park there's a ton of shit to do zip lining is one of them um I've known a couple other black people to go zip lining um but that is actually on the list of things that, um, and so one of my past guests, well, I'll get back to that part in a little bit later because flow. I'm getting better with these outlines, guys. So, Turubari, I did zip lining, I did nature hike, and I did horseback riding. I loved all of it, all of it. Every last, even the ride from the hotel that I stayed at, Yes, I was still staying in hotels at this point. Um, the hotel that I went to, I can't remember the gentleman's name. I have his contact information, and I'm going to um, actually I'm gonna send him an email to see if he's still um, in business. Um, only because I wouldn't want to put contact information for somebody that you couldn't reach out to, um, and then also if his contact information isn't still working, right? But um, he was so fucking pleasant. Sometimes you get in a car with somebody and you have to drive a long distance and like in silence. So you're on your phone, they're listening to the radio or they're on their phone and there's no interaction. Benny, that was his name. His name was Benny. And we talked the entire ride. He was so interesting and such a, um, a great, um, he was a really good conversation. He was nice to be around. Some He didn't make me feel weird. He didn't he, he didn't give off creep vibes or anything like that because sometimes, you know, People may not intend to be creepy, but they, I don't know if it's like a cultural thing. Sometimes, like, you don't really get their humor and stuff like that. But Benny was such a pleasant person to um, have drive me, especially it being such a long drive, right? So long ass drive. Dropped me off. And I remember the food being so fucking good. The food was so, 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 so good. Um, But had a great drive. Got there. Zip lining. I was scared as fuck as first. Like that first platform that you jump off of. Y'all. My spirit. A nigga was scared. 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 Big scared. I don't like heights. Don't like them. Not really afraid of heights, but I don't really fuck with them unless, like, I have to. Mind you, I've been skydiving. I have been skydiving. I went skydiving in New York. I was in Long Island, and this was about five years ago almost. Maybe a little bit longer, five or six years ago, because this was my friend Jocelyn's birthday. Hey, Jocelyn. And... um she, myself, and our friend Derek, we went out to, like, skydive Long Island or skydive L.I., some shit, went out east, and we jumped out of fucking planes. It was a great fucking time. That shit was scary, too. But, again, I don't know what it is, but certain things, like, the excitement and the thrill of doing things that scare me is, like, it's incredible. It's a great feeling. I It's one of those things that if you if you get it, you get it, you know? And so I've done the skydiving before. So it's like even though in your mind you know that you've done something similar, or in your mind you know that you um shouldn't necessarily be afraid of it because there's no like the danger is limited to a degree, it it still can be kind of scary. So the first platform that you jump off of is you know relatively low they're not going to start you off over the trees but by the I want to say I think I did three or four of them the last one was fucking spectacular like I'm above the trees in the forest in Costa Rica two mind blooms incredible like it was just such a beautiful experience Remind me to put that video up again too, um, and the horseback ride. What was cool about this? Generally, all the other ho- the houseback, all the other horseback rides. Even when I did um, the camel ride in um, Doha, there's always somebody usually walking near, like next to you, holding onto the reins, and just like you know, you're just walking. I think I've only done horseback riding like I don't want to say freeform, but like where I didn't have somebody guiding the horse maybe once beforehand. And we did like a light little gallop at that one. But, oh, that's when I actually did do a skiing trip in high school. And I remember fucking Lori Beth. We actually did get to gallop, but Lori Beth got scared. And so the dude was like, all right, all right, all right. We'll go back to trotting. I was fucking tight. But I can understand how somebody could be scared. We were like sixteen or something like that. So no, we were seventeen. This was our senior trip. So um, still a little salty about that, clearly. But um, that was so. This time in Costa Rica was only the second time that I'd been on a horse. Like I'd been on a horse more than the two times, but this was this only the second time that I hadn't had the horse guided. So we're going on this hike through. Um, I guess it's the jungle in costa rica but um so we're going through this height uh this ride and when i tell you i saw some of the most beautiful views i'd ever seen in my life and it's like they knew where they were going of course so the vantage point where you can look out and then it's like being able to see like these wildly impressively colored birds just like Soaring through the sky, they look like and Sam looking as head ass birds, and the and the and it's just like you're able to see like did, were we able to see Aranell? I, I don't know if you could see the volcano from there, like, but um, you could see like there was somebody's volcano. I, volcanoes and mountains all look the fucking same. It's big ass rock in the ground, right? But Just like being able to look over the jungle and then see uh, all the mountains on the side. And then you hear all the animals in the background. It was so fucking beautiful. And my scary ass, I was too afraid to take out my camera while I was on the horse. I think I left it in my bag and just kept my bag on my back just because I didn't want to drop the phone. Mind you, you up on the fucking horse. So you're easily like six feet up. Or however tall the fucking horse is. But I'm I'm what, 5'5"? Five, five? So, bitch, we was up there. And I didn't want to lose my phone. And I absolutely wasn't riding on no wild horse. And by wild, I mean it's not my pet dog, right? So, that's wild if you ask me. I wasn't riding on no fucking horse without somebody holding it with one hand. So, that whole trying to do videos and stuff wasn't happening. And, of course, this was pre-GoPro. So, it's not like I could just hang it on my chest or anything like that. So... Missed out on that uh, opportunity for footage, but that's what it's kind of um, alludes to. What I was saying previously, I've said I've said it in plenty of other episodes. Intentional travel is so important to me, and I really, really implore you all and highly suggest that when you travel, try to take some moments for yourself. You don't have to really, although I can absolutely appreciate the beauty in a captured moment so that 30 years from now you can look back and see and experience it, but you're never going to be able to experience it firsthand. Like the same way I'm never going to be able to experience recording this episode again, because it's, it's a, uh, it's a moment in time, even though I could have the same conversation at a different time, it's not going to be this episode. So even though you can go back to Costa Rica, you can go back to Cuba, you can go back to Colombia, You can't have the same experience and you absolutely can't experience something for the first time again. So I really try to be intentional with soaking in how I feel in the space, how I'm experiencing myself, the feelings that I'm feeling while I'm seeing all these things and it that's just even though I can't I couldn't draw. I'm not an artist in terms of drawing. Um I couldn't draw what I saw, I couldn't like um, necessarily describe it detail by detail. But at the same time, I could still see it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Um, I can still see the view on the horse in Costa Rica. And it was magic. Um, but the last thing we did was go on a nature hike. And in the nature hike, it included a couple of different stops. And there was actually, like, a low-key zoo on the property. And at the zoo, they had a bunch of shit that was just, like, not really interesting. However, I got to hold a baby crocodile, which, fun. Um, also got to grind sugarcane cane with um, actual oxen. Uh, so they put you, you uh, not a silo, not a plow, but, like, a... Uh, I don't know what the grinding mechanism is called, but it's you kind of just okay go ox, and so they walk around um, the the thing. It's like and it grinds it, and you just kind of feed the cane into it, and so it grinds it down, and it make it turns it into um, like a like a candy. But it it goes through like two or three different steps in the process. I don't fucking know, but it was bad fun, and the shit was actually kind of good. So I was able to hold a little crocodile. That was cute. Um, So the ox did the sugar cane. And while we were just walking through the jungle, the guy goes, you know, so. um, Oh, and it was the fucking the leaf. I don't know what kind of leaf it was, but he was saying like it's used uh, medicinally, of course, uh, to numb the mouth. If somebody has a toothache and all the other kind of stuff, he was saying that his grandfather would tell him about this leaf. And so he took it off and he was just like, you know, you don't need a lot of it, but you just kind of like bite it and then like, like touch it on your tongue. Like you don't even, you don't put the whole shit in your mouth, but you take, you bite off like a really small piece and you spit it out. You don't ingest it. And like your shit goes numb and it absolutely fucking does. You don't eat, like when I tell you, you just need like a tiny, tiny, like just the tip. Ah, That's what she said. You just need just a little bit. And, like, you can feel your shit go numb. So, of course, I did it. And, yeah, it went numb. But it returns, of course. Um, you don't, like, lose a sense of taste or anything. And, like I mentioned, a nigga ate uh, termites. And I couldn't tell. Like, but he was like, you know, you can just eat a termite if you get stranded in the, the woods or the jungle or whatever. And I don't know that I'd be able to differentiate a termite from an ant if I were in the uh, the wilderness. But uh, old boy, did! And of course, I let him go first. And you, sure enough, you know, you put them in your hand, and they're kind of still moving. And then you just you just <laughs> you lick it, you just eat it. And um, I want to say I'll never forget. They taste like fucking carrots. It tasted like carrots. And the weirdest grossest part of it was it crunched and it wasn't like a oozy or nothing like that. Cause it's really tiny, but it crunched and I just, Oh, it just that part was just like, okay, mm-hmm, I'm good. I did it. I experienced it. It's a dub. So yeah, just eating foreign things. Uh, Cause everybody knows that friend that doesn't eat that. Um, I don't eat that or, Oh no, I don't know what that is. I don't eat it. Like, you can try it, like get off of your fucking finger sticks and uh, chicken fingers and French fry diet. You know what I mean? Like, and don't, although certain fast foods and chain restaurants will taste different and have different options available on their menus in different places around the world, step outside of your comfort zone, try something new. Um, I absolutely want to try like a mcdonald's in another country however i would much rather pop into some hole in the world hole in the wall restaurant or diner or storefront that just sells food or whatever and get something to eat as opposed to um going someplace else actually i ended up eating chinese food in costa rica not costa rica in peru because that of course was after i'd done the whole uh, what do you call them? Things seal the sea. Uh, and the seals. Um, and I got like because uh, they. I love me some hot and sour soup when I get sick, so I did go get some soup, and um, that shit was so good, it's so fucking good. But um, yeah. So those are the um, the four things that I had on my list, and I wanted to. I picked like four people that responded on Facebook. And Jay said that he wants to do um skydiving and bungee jumping. And um I told you I'd experienced the skydiving. The bungee jumping though. I don't know. I don't know if I wanna do that. It's that bounce back that that the snap back that kinda worries me. I I'm a little mm, if on that. I'll probably do it at some point. Almost did it in Vegas because I stayed at the stratosphere and I know you can jump uh from you know, there, but I was doing something every day. So I didn't really, you know, it wasn't on my long or short list of things to do. If I had run out of shit, maybe, but otherwise I was good on the sky on the bungee dumping. Now, Jade, who was also a guest, um, Jade is the incredible mom that homeschools her daughter, Jayla. Congratulations to Jayla again, who wrote her first book traveling pause. Um, you can you know what, I'll put that link in the description as well so you can um check out her book if you have any um I'd say not early readers I want to say Jayla's middle school age so if you've got probably I'd say 8 to 13 year olds in that range I'm assuming here I didn't read the book but I bought it for um one of the one of auntie's babies you know my pseudo goddaughter Lucy and um, sent it out there. And so congratulations again, Jada, on your book. But um, Jade was saying that she likes to stay 10 toes down. And um, Jayla did the zip lining, and Mama that was there to watch and video. And she also said that they did um, a boat ride where they boated by hippos and alligators. Um, in Costa Rica, they also had uh, this tram that got you from one spot to the other in the um, – Along in within the, the grounds of the, I guess, jungle where they had the, the park. And um, they were able, like, you can see all of the, the what do you call those? I want to say they were crocodiles out there. I don't know. I know that the snout is what does the difference. I think crocodiles have, like, the pointier nose and the alligators have the more A-shaped nose. But either way... You could see them bitches from the tram in the river that was there. And I think that they may have had some other animals in the water, but I just remember there being um, reptiles. Um, And so thank you, Jade. And I'll say Regina. Hey, boo. um, Camping i'm so glad because i will absolutely ring 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 that ass up i do want to go camping i'm thinking about doing a uh, camping for my birthday actually maybe going to um someplace upstate but um we'll see i'll let you know how that goes if i do it um but regina said camping i absolutely loved my camping experience shout out to my parentals Happy um, almost birthday to you guys, too, because I was your first kid. You got it right the first time. But, you know, sometimes you just want more blessings, right? (laughs) Um, So happy almost 35 years parenting to y'all, motherfuckers. Um, But uh, thanks to my parents, they let us go to sleepaway camp. So we went to summer camp. I did, I want to say, three years. And um, I don't think we did it every year, but I know that we did – hike into the woods and sleep the fuck outside. Slept under we slept in a sleeping bag. That's it. You slept uh you slept on the floor. You slept on the ground in the woods in a sleeping bag. And um I had such a good fucking time. And I can't wait to go camping again. But of course this time I'm grown so I ain't sleeping on the floor. Uh, I was just telling shot earlier, I got 35 year old knees, you know what I mean? So, and I also have a 35 year old back, so I don't want to be on anybody's floor. Anybody's, you know, good old earth. Um, I would much rather be on an air mattress in a tent. So, um, I'm looking forward to going camping, but yeah, I know my mom is not an outside kind of gal. She don't fucking do the bugs. She doesn't do outdoors. She's not nature at all. Um, it's cool. It ain't for everybody. But I know that uh, doing the campings is not something that you um, really hear a lot of black folks doing. And I really want more of us to do it. And if you do do it, tell your friends about it. Like, there shouldn't be any activity, really. And I'm hoping that that's something that social media, I know it's, for me, opened my eyes since the media doesn't do it. Social media absolutely has shown me more black people that do a lot of this shit that for a long time many of us thought or would say is white people shit. And it was always white people shit because we were never shown doing it. It's not that we never did it. It's just that the media never really um, highlighted us. And not even highlighted. The media never included us when we did these things. I know black folk have been camping for forever. As camping has been camping. However, when you see families going on camping trips, it ain't us. Um, so... Thankfully, with social media, we're able to basically um, create our own news feeds and we're all we're able to um, control our own media. And so we're now seeing that we black people do this shit. Um, so it's not that, uh, you know the narrative has to stick around that black people don't do these things because now we're able to see that we're doing it. And whether the media catches up or not, I don't necessarily feel that, um, you know what? It is kind of important, but then it may not be. Because now that we have social media, we don't necessarily need the, um, and again, social media is still media, but it's, uh, like peer reviewed content like Wikipedia, you know what I mean? But it's, um, User generated, if you will. So now that we've got social media, we can see ourselves represented in things that may be new to us. We don't have to wait on travel and leisure to feature a black family that loves camping and that loves hiking for other black people to see that camping and hiking is an option for black people. We're able to do whatever the fuck we want, but a lot of times represent, represent, representation representation is important because a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what options are available to you. If you're, if they're not presented as things that are available to do, it's kind of like if you wanted to, um, decorate an apartment, your first apartment and you have lived in, you know, white walls and, you know, whatever, and wood floors until you go to Home Depot or go to Lowe's or go to wherever the fuck you're going to go to buy your paint, you don't see all the different colors that you can paint your walls. You don't know about um, Afro Bohemian decorative styles until it's presented to you as an option. So, you know, it may not be what's for you. You may not, you might like an Art Deco style. You might like a um, French cottage. You might like some high-end, you know, architectural structure. I don't fucking know. But like, what my point is, is that you don't often know what options are available to you until you're able to see them. So thankfully, social media is around so that we can see that black folks actually do all this shit anyway. But it is what it is. So Regina's was camping, and... um that's pretty much the last, oh, and special, uh, honorable mention to uh, Marcus who says investing in the stock market. I ain't done it. Um, numbers aren't my ministry, they don't resonate. I don't understand numbers. It's not that it's, um, I honestly, I'd rather just pay someone to figure it out for me. That's where I'm at with it, but um, yeah, so the IG live is about to end, so thank you to everybody that joined me there. I appreciate seeing you guys with me. Um, But, yeah, so I have never invested in the stock market. It's not that I don't, maybe, I think I would intend, I I could see it happening at one point, you know. I don't, it ain't my thing, you know. But when I start making long money, why not, you know what I mean? Because you want your money to work for you. You don't want to have to work for your money. That's wealth. When you just wake up and that shit does it on its own. You don't have to do anything to get your money to increase itself. So, um, yeah, I hope that this episode, um, especially with there still being some summer left, um, get out and try to do something. There are plenty of things that we can do in our own neighborhoods and by our own neighborhoods. I had a couple people join from a couple of different places. I know I had Laura. Laura from Cartagena Jump On um let me see if I can pick. I don't know Lou I don't know where you're from C Brown I don't know where you're from B New I I don't know if I feel like you might be I know you're friends with um Diana so I don't know where you are but um yeah I know that even if you're not in the United States, even if you're not in New York, um, wherever you are, there's something that you can do. There's something nearby within um, reason and health concerns, safeties, you know, um, whether or not you have to wear a mask or there's a certain number of people that are allowed on the property or the grounds at a certain time, what, whatever that may be. But there are plenty of things that we can all do safely within our um, local neighborhoods or and not and by local I mean 5 6 hours max you know what I mean? I'd say maybe 4 hours is um good enough to kind of venture out from you don't necessarily have to stop for I mean you might want to stop in a 4 hour drive but you probably only maybe stop once use the bathroom stretch your legs and then keep going but I say all that to say that even though you haven't necessarily seen people that look like you trying something or experiencing something, that doesn't mean that it's not available to you as an option. Your money spends. Your money spends. I would offer that you step outside of some of the things that you're used to looking to for um, travel inspiration. Like I know we like to follow... um, us in our community and there are plenty of us that are showcasing us in these spaces and um having these experiences. Um I know that not travel and leisure. Condi nast. I um was actually I'd taken my grandma to a doctor's appointment and there Like I didn't have good cell service, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll read the magazines that are here. And one of them that I picked up because there's like a beautiful travel photo on the cover, and I dove in, and it was just like, huh. Even if you don't listen to it in the tone of whomever the author is, a lot of the articles are still really interesting. Some things you can tell are written with a certain um, voice, and they may not resonate. But uh, even though something isn't necessarily directed or marketed towards you, Like I said, your money spends. So if something interests you, if something intrigues you, look into it, explore, see if you fucks with it. You might fucking like it. So I would absolutely implore you guys with your intentional travels, be intentional about making decisions and having experiences that are outside of your comfort zone when you travel, step out a little bit further and try something new, whether it be a new food, whether it be um, a destination that you've never been to. I know a lot of people are um, going to Iceland. Um, I haven't been yet, but I know Danielle DeSeer's done a lot of different Iceland um, travel, a bunch of different travel trips to Iceland. I believe she's got a guide for uh, going to Iceland. And I know um, two of my favorite um, social media influencers, um, Hey Friend Hey and... um, Shameless Maya did a trip to Iceland as well. So it was beautiful to see um, these black women in these spaces that you don't typically get to see black women um, black women in. And so try a cold weather destination and try something that doesn't keep 10 toes on the ground. Absolutely explore and adventure, stay curious, and... Um, you know, keep in mind that there's still, like, a whole pandemic. But I know a bunch of you guys are traveling. One of my friends just got back today. Glad you're this. Um, But when you are looking to start traveling again when you feel safe, I'm hoping that that's somewhere on the horizon. I personally don't think I'll be traveling for the rest of the year, um, only because I'm, we're all seeing what is going on in basically – 45 of the 50 continental states. You know, um, I mean, what do you have, 49 continuous states? What do they call it, contingent states? No, there's a word for all the states that's connected on the landmass, like not Hawaii um, and not Alaska. But um, so I guess that's 48. So there is a complete uptick in COVID, so I'm probably pretty fucking sure that it's – going to restrict our movement for quite some time but for those of us that are traveling or for those of us for those of us that are traveling our options are really limited since the US passport is trash at this point so although you may have had certain things on your mind for your 2020 um destination list and all that kind of shit we all know that we can't really go to the places that we may have been able to prior So you may have to think outside the box in terms of travel if you do indeed decide to travel. And if you aren't traveling now, it doesn't hurt to fucking plan a trip. Even though you can't go today or you may not be able to go six months from now, you could always put together uh, a fantasy trip. Now, granted, the um, services and um, accommodations that you may book may not be available to us in a year from now because who knows what... uh, economic effects that this is going to continue to have however there's never anything wrong with putting together a trip for the future you can set up different itineraries you can look into different destinations and this is really um especially if you're not in the space to travel right now whether it be because you don't have the financial access to it right now or because you don't feel safe traveling like many of us don't um you can absolutely take your time and just look into all the different resources and the different places that you may not have thought to go before you. Because um, I don't know, I personally tend to do my travel booking kind of like last minute. I'm a little bit more spontaneous in terms of the destination, only because I always go based on price. I um, have explained previous episodes before. I'm unable to necessarily. Pick a time during the year. I we choose our vacations in um trimesters. And you can request whenever you want, but you never know when you're gonna get. So for me, it doesn't really make sense to choose a desta uh, a week of time based on a destination. Like say I wanted to go to India, which I do. If I want to go to India and it's cheapest the second week of September, I've got no guarantee of getting the second week of September off. So I can't necessarily book my travel based on when, excuse me, a destination is most affordable to me is my point. So what I do is I just go by when I do get approved and wherever I can afford to go. So when I plan my travel, it's always within like a two or three month window. So I don't always have um, and then sometimes that two or three month window actually is in like two weeks if I get approved for a week, that's actually by the time I get the response, if the week that I got approved for is a week or two away, that's all the time that I have to plan the actual trip. So if you're not ready to travel now, I'd offer that you set up a um, a wish list of places that you'd want to go and things that you'd want to experience that you can now spend more time being detailed to really... um, Craft and um there's a word in particular I was looking for. Um craft, customize. I, I can't think of it. I actually like the word, but you can put together like your dream trip. So um stay tuned. No, not stay tuned. Um be sure to follow on Instagram. Again, it's underscore D C A R R I E and uh the show is T R A V E L the letter N and S H underscore T. Um, if you would be interested in merch, boop, boop, there's traveling shit merch, and you can get that at the, uh, website, travelingshippodcast.com, or you can go to, um, Instagram in the bio. Also, um, please, if you enjoy the show, I'd appreciate you, um, subscribing on whatever platform you listen, uh, rate the show, leave a comment. It absolutely adds to, um, The analytics, the metrics, the engagement with the show absolutely, absolutely makes it more visible to other people. So I'd appreciate your help um, getting the word word of mouth. Thank you to Ebony who um, shouted me out and was telling everybody how much she loves the show. I appreciate it. It ain't just me and my mama that love the shit and think it's a good show. Um, So for the rest of you, tell your friends to listen to travel and shit, Uh, rate and subscribe and comment. um, I mean, review the podcast on whatever platform that you do listen to. If you are interested in the visuals to see my beautiful face and those beautiful faces of my guests that I have, um, also feel free to watch on YouTube because the uh episodes are available on YouTube. Um, and you can get you could just search travel and shit. It's spelled the way I've been telling you guys it's spelled, the way that you're going to search for it in your um podcast feeds. So it's gonna have the exclamation mark for shit. Um, But, yeah, search out travel and shit. Just make sure you use the letter N. Um, And I feel like you already know that if you're listening to it already. But um, I'd appreciate you guys supporting the podcast on the different uh, social media platforms just to really help get um, the show more visible so that more people can see. And um, thank you for you guys who are new to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Welcome and a special big hug and a kiss because, you know, I know y'all a little better now. You guys get a little more affection. Um, I appreciate you guys for uh, rocking with me. Uh, Thanks for listening. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.